Hello, fellow health and safety professionals. We are coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Fonz, Laverne and Shirley, and of course, beer. How could it get any better than that? This is Ted Speaks Live. Our podcast will focus on keeping people safe, families together, and growing your career in short eight to 10 minute weekly segments. Your host is Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. Ted has over 25 years of health and safety experience in both manufacturing and construction. He started his career in the field and worked his way up to safety director. Ted also coaches football and knows how important it is to communicate expectations and work together both at work and at play. With this as Ted's background, he is excited to share some of his experiences with you and to improve your career and your company. Our guest today is Joshua Hughes. Joshua is a CSP, CESSWI, and CHST, and was recently awarded the 2020 National Safety Council Rising Star of Safety Award. He is the Division Safety Manager at Clark Construction Group, LLC. Clark Construction Group is one of the nation's most experienced and respected providers of construction services. Clark is consistently ranked among the nation's leading general contractors, performing more than $5 billion worth of work each year. Headquartered in Bethesda, Maryland, Clark has offices strategically positioned throughout the United States to serve the needs of their clients. Please welcome to our podcast, Joshua Hughes. Hey, Josh, thank you, and welcome to the show today. Good morning. Thank you. Congratulations, first of all, on your uh, rising star of uh, 220 for the National Safety Council. What a great honor to have that. What is it like to be recognized by the National Safety Council as a winner in the Rising Star? Because that really is a unique thing to happen in your career. Yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure how to put it into words. It is pretty amazing. It was a big surprise. I feel very honored. And I say that because there's, I know a lot of safety professionals out there that work really hard and are very passionate about what they do. And to be recognized, I feel like they all should be recognized. And the fact that I was recognized was it's just, a great honor. But I feel like it's a representation, not just myself, but all the people I work with and the company that I work with as well. So It just sounds like you're being very humble about it. And that's probably what has made you so successful in your career, being humble and being able to appreciate other people because it's never one person, right? But it also has to be a leader. And you were obviously pointed out for that. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And Josh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into safety just to share that with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I got out of the Navy back in 2006, and I honestly wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I initially got into a job with a company called Pacific Gas and Electric as an alignment apprentice. And I was with them for about six months. And then for personal reasons, we decided to leave Central California and move back to San Diego. That's where I was based out of while I was in the Navy. And uh, Where the weather's always terrible, right? In <laughs> San Diego? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we had a lot of reasons to come back to San Diego. And the weather <laughs> definitely was one of those, right? <laughs> but when I came back to San Diego and you know, I was working several jobs, trying to keep things going in my house. When you're in the military, a lot of people are quick to give you credit and such. So we had to keep up on paying those debts. And I was going to school to be a pilot, actually. And I I actually have a private pilot license now. I haven't used it ever, but I was going to school to be a commercial pilot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was working all these different jobs, literally sleeping in my truck in between jobs, trying to make ends meet and to go to school full time. And finally, I said, you know what? I got to get something that's a little more stable, a little more steady. And I found an ad in the paper. That's a pretty old school statement there, right? Yeah. It was funny, Josh. I was thinking the exact same thing. Paper, what is that again? <laughs> the good old days, right? Right. <laughs> right. Like, 
I tell my kids that they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But I found an ad in paper for a rescue technician in the shipyard. And I thought, you know what? I just got out of the Navy. I know naval ships very well. I'll go ahead and apply. And I did. And I got the job as a rescue technician for confined space rescue in the shipyard. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. And at that point, I still had no idea really about safety too much other than the standard, you know, PPE and hazmat and stuff like that. But so I start off on the rescue team, and the rumor was that people just got a little jealous of us sitting around in our ambulance all day and just practicing doing rescue techniques, and so they decided they wanted us to do a little bit more. And what they did is they handed me a, the 29 CFR 1915 code book and said, hey, take this book, read through the standards, get up on the ship, and start finding safety issues. And so that's what I did, and that's how I started in safety. It really was kind of a... I kind of fell into it. It was, it was by, it definitely wasn't. It wasn't by design, you're saying, right? Right. It wasn't by design. Exactly. That was, you took the word right out of my mouth. Yes, sir. It wasn't by design. One thing I do want to take a few moments though, and thank you for your service, Josh, to the country when you were in the service. That's something that we all are very appreciative of. Yes. Agreed. Oh, no. Saying thank you. I, people say that very often and it's very appreciated. But what people don't know is I'm actually very appreciative of the fact that I was given the opportunity to serve the United States Navy. And, and it's made me the person who I am today, I believe. So I'm very grateful for that. And, but thank you very much. Yeah. So that's very neat. I was going to say, just listening to some of our guests tell their stories on how they got into safety is kind of one of the interesting parts, I think, to hear the background. And I don't know if it's just coincidence or if it's common, but a lot of times it's not what someone started out to do or thought. Like your path kind of led you this way. I feel like a lot of people in safety kind of got there through different circumstances. And I just find that very interesting how that develops and changes a person's career path and such. Mine was very similar to yours, Josh. I started off going in law enforcement and ended up in, in safety. So it is kind of interesting how a lot of our safety people that Barbara and I have interviewed on TED Speaks that we don't necessarily start that way, but we end up that way. And you are very similar in that we're very passionate about safety and keeping people safe. And that's really what it's about. Yes, sir. I agree. It's a great career. It's very rewarding. And you're right, though. I've talked to a lot of the safety professionals where they never woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to be a safety professional. Let me work on doing that, but uh, kind of just fell into it. Now, that is changing a bit nowadays. For example, I have a, a young safety engineer working under me right now that you know actually went to college and got a degree in safety, which starting to become more common now. So that's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. cool. So, right. Well, I think more colleges have the degrees out there too. I know here in uh, Wisconsin, there are a couple of universities that really have uh, stepped it up over the last 10 years as far as the degree for occupational health and safety. And so there's more opportunity now than I think there was uh, back a few years ago. How's that? <laughs> yeah. And I know safety definitely is not my background, but through listening to Ted and guests and such, it sounds like sometimes within an organization, they take someone that's in a different role. And I don't want to say throw or stick safety their way. And Ted has talked about how that's really not the way to go. You need to teach and guide and safety is a big deal. It's not something that should be thrown together with HR or an extra step on someone's plate. So it's neat to say that people are recognizing that and obviously putting a lot of attention towards that. Very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Safety shouldn't be a collateral duty. It should be something that's looked at and managed on a daily basis. What do you see as the biggest issue holding safety professionals back today from building and perhaps having good rapport with their employees? Do you see anything that you see maybe more common with employees, with safety professionals that aren't exactly approaching employees in a positive way? Right. 
I think one of the biggest things that holds people back is approach, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, something we got to understand in our profession is we deal with so many different people. And what that means is we deal with a lot of different personalities, different cultures, different backgrounds, and you can't have a single approach for everybody. You got to be able to be dynamic and change up how you're approaching different people, depending on who they are. And if you take a hardline approach every single time with every person, you're not going to get very far, right? Or even the bird dogging, right? I mean, people don't like that too much. That's right. There's been a couple of times where I've been on a watch high risk activities and I'll be there for a little bit and then I walk away and I've been asked like, well, why don't you stay there and watch the whole time? I was like, I don't know if you realize it or not, but me standing here staring at them while they're working, is probably more unsafe than me walking away. And okay, yeah, at some point you have to trust the professionals that are doing the work. Right. Now, exactly. Me standing there is going to make them nervous and could cause them to do something they wouldn't normally do or get nervous and make a mistake. And I certainly don't want to cause that. I think that's a great point. I know I've watched critical lifts before and kind of like what you were saying. I watch it for a little bit, make sure everything's in good. And then I start walking away and somebody will come up to you like you and say, hey, how come you're walking away? I said, well, this is your job. You guys know what you're doing. And sometimes just that extra confidence. But you're right, though. People get more nervous when you're watching them or as we call in, in the industry bird dogging, right? And so it's important that we allow people to do what they can do. Just coach them along, maybe from a little bit of a distance and not necessarily all the time. But there are always those employees that remember well that we feel we need to at times, of course, right? Right. Yeah, I think like you said, Josh, the approach is everything, not only in this industry, but I think in every aspect of life, you need to kind of know your target audience and adjust. And not everyone can. So I think being in the safety field, that's really important and kind of leads into another question. When you do that and you connect things, you know, go well, but how do you deal with an unhappy employee or worker who may not want to follow the safety rules, no matter how hard you try? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. One of the first mentors I had in safety, his name was Jim Jonas. He's retired now, but he had this saying, and he believed in mentoring employees. And he said, with employees that are difficult, you mentor them, and then eventually you just have to mentor them off the job site. Mm-hmm. And what that basically means is you do what you can, you speak to them, you mentor them, you try to reach them. But at some point, if they just can't be reached, then at some point you got to just you have to let that employee, I don't want to say go, but you have to kind of exactly what it sounds like, mention them off the job site so so they're not a liability to themselves and others. But let me just back up and say it by me saying that I'm certainly not about just sending people off, right? My goal is to always try to talk to those people, reach them, learn what they're passionate about, learn and talk to them, get their point of view on safety. Because what I've found is that if you talk to someone long enough and you, instead of me telling them what's wrong and what they're doing incorrectly and what the standard says and what they should be doing, if you ask them like, hey, what is it that you're doing? Maybe you can explain a little bit of how you're seeing this issue and, or maybe you can explain a little bit of your experience and what your knowledge of this is and hear them out and then try to work with them on some kind of, I guess, kind of meet them in the middle. Right? Sure. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not talking about compromising on standards or safe practices, but really trying to see things from their point of view and trying to meet them in the middle somewhere, right? Right. I was just going to say, you're very right on that. A lot of people I've heard, safety professionals, my past say, well, we're just going to get rid of that person. Well, what happens when you get rid of that person? And unfortunately, I had an event once early in my career that I learned. We had to get rid of one of our employees for other reasons, had to bring another one in and did all the training for them, did fall protection, did everything. Unfortunately, he ended up falling 20 feet. And he eventually made it through as an iron worker. And it was a very tough thing to go through. 
But, you know, as we evaluated it, he had all the training, he had everything, but the crew was different. And so people weren't talking to each other and stuff like that. So to just say to get rid of somebody is not always the answer. And so that's one story that I remember very vividly, obviously, that just getting rid of people are not necessarily the answer because sometimes you're doing more damage. But yeah, you're also right. Like your mentor, Jim, said, we have to also hold people accountable. And that's a tough line to know where's where, right? Absolutely. And it really is It's a tough line. But unfortunately, obviously, we want to build relationships. We want to be fair, but we also have to be firm sometimes, unfortunately. Fortunately, but unfortunately, right? And I think people actually respect that for the most part, right? They understand it. If they they know you're coming from a good place and that you're really looking out for their best interests and you're not just doing it out of spite or because I'm the safety guy and I said so, people respect that. I've suspended people before and at the end of the year, they're like, hey, you know, I apologize that we had to go this route, but hopefully you'll learn from it. And, And every time lately, people are like, hey, you know what? Don't even worry about it. You're doing your job. You've always been fair thank you. And then they end up apologizing. So it's all about your first question. And the first thing we talk about, it's about the approach, right? It's about the intent. It's about if you really believe and are passionate about people, it's going to show, I believe, in your conversation and dealings with people. Very true. I learned uh, very young on my first job site I was ever on when I first started in safety. And I had an iron worker who I found twice that wasn't tied off and had to make the tough decision by his decision to uh, let him go. And I remember driving back to the job site the next day thinking, these guys are all going to, they're going to kill me. And I was nervous. I didn't sleep very well that night and, or anything. And then I uh, got to the job site and I had three iron workers come up to me and say, hey, you know what? Thank you for doing that. That should have been done a long time ago. So sometimes when you're doing things that are very uncomfortable that you don't want to do, like you said, they do show up that way that, wow, people do get it and they understand that because we're watching out for the better of them. That's right. I think we're going to end with one question here, Josh. You kind of gave us your background and how you got into the safety field. Now that you've been here for a long time and you've received this reward, what is that you enjoy most about safety in general? You know, honestly, the thing I enjoy the most is being able to walk around and interact with so many different people. But even more so, I've got four safety folks that work directly with me. Kendall Lake, Amir Bafoy. Jeremy Pereira, and Bryce Podleski. And those four guys are amazing safety professionals. And I love being able to work with them. A big part of my success is being able to work with those folks. And I feel very honored and and I love my job because of it. So being able to work with other professionals and being able to talk to people day in and day out, that's that's definitely my favorite part. And doing what you're doing today, right? Mentoring others in safety. Right, exactly. That's exactly what we're doing here today. and, And you are definitely helping and very much inspirational, along with very humble individual. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I Thank you so much for inviting me. I was telling Ted after this, the NSC was announced, the Rising Star, I, I was kind of inundated with emails and invites for different things. And most of it was just people trying to sell me stuff. So I was a little <laughs> hesitant. But I did end up reaching out and I, and I appreciate it because I think what you're doing, Ted, is great. There's a lot of people out there that especially in the safety field, you know, you get kind of dumped on a job site and it can be sink or swim and there may not be a lot of mentorship out there. And so it's important that we network and we talk to one another and we lean on each other. We bounce ideas off one another. And just knowing that you're not alone on a little safety island is important. So I agree. I mean, I think that we can definitely do that to to make our profession better. I definitely want to keep in touch in the future too, Josh. Like I was telling you about the Safety Collective, I'd like you to be a part of that too and help us out moving forward. Absolutely. 
But now we got to finish up the show here. And in this part, you're really going to like. <laughs> you might change your tune on being happy you uh, yeah. <laughs> called in. <laughs> okay. As you know, I'm the positive safety coach. And we're always looking at ways of making people kind of chuckle. So we got these jokes to ask you and to see how you do on these, Josh. So I hope you're sitting down and you're well prepared for these because Barb thinks I'm kind of crazy when I do these, but I like making people chuckle. So are you ready, I guess? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Why did the can crusher quit the job? Ah, uh, man. Let me think about this. Why did the can <laughs> crusher quit the job? Because it was soda pressuring. <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We told you. We uh, warned you. All right. Next one, Barb. Why don't, why don't you do that one? No, this is great. I don't know if I want to read these, but okay. <laughs> Where do cows go on the weekends? Not necessarily in California, though. I don't know. To the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so these would be good to share with young kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's what this show's all about, too, right? We have one more and then we'll be done. <laughs> well, you, you've done a lot of training in your career, Josh. So maybe this one will be easier for you. Why was the safety instructor of the 30-hour wearing tinted safety glasses? That one. Um, because his workers were so bright. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, we don't know about hilarious. We don't but, know about uh, that, but... <laughs> hey, thanks again so much for your time. And definitely, please make sure we keep in touch and keeping people safe out there. And thank you to the Clark Construction for allowing you to uh, be on the show. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ted Speaks Live with Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out through email at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com if you'd like to know more about our podcast or if you're interested in being a guest. Feel free to check us out at healthandsafetynow.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Join us next week for our next episode. Have a super safe week.